Greetings and welcome to The Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It is time to bring the orange with our special guest today, Donald Schubot, who is our director of the VMware Alliance. Donald, welcome to the program. Great to have you. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me on and excited to be here at Pure. Uh, we love, love that you are here at Pure. And before we get into kind of your impressions about, uh, about, about what you like about being here, uh, why don't you run us through a little bit of your journey? What's, what's your background? You've had time at VMware, time at uh, Rackspace, I know. And, and also you kind of come from the engineering side of the house, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I originally cut my teeth in IT supporting my mom's little law firm. So, you know, old school, small business server, little exchange environment, and kind of grew up in the data center. So spent a decade here in Houston, Texas, kind of moving around. I uh, got to do some great healthcare. right? We've got a really big hospital district here, you know, one of the best in the world. Um, was supporting VMware there, um, worked through the oil and gas, which I, I think is the standard badge of honor for a, a Houston native. For sure. And uh, yeah, yeah. I got pulled over into VMware by my VMware SE. He uh, promised me no pagers and uh, no 2 a.m. calls. And I said, where do I sign up? <laughs> That's a good way back machine because I do remember all the all the IT guys that I used to work in and around when I was at Sun. You know, it was like a, it was a pager environment. That's how that's how you were all contacted when things went haywire, right? Oh man, and that pager going off for you know changing a drive at two a.m. I'm like, I that was that was like the straw. I'm like, yes, I will go to sales. So never done it before, <laughs> but yes, absolutely. If it gets me out of that. When I was curious about that, I mean, that's, you know, what, what are the things that you liked about doing, you know, the sysad and the engineering work versus when you did shift into sales or kind of alliance management? What was the good and the bad? Yeah, so I, I still try and stay as technical as I can. Sure. Um, you know, I, I'm a VMware lover to the end. I still run a home lab with all the latest and greatest stuff there. And, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest difference is when I went into VMware, um, it was pretty cool getting to work on some bigger accounts and then some of the bigger strategy type pieces. And that's really where my kind of career pivoted is, you know, getting in and hitting a number for a patch is one thing. Um, driving, you know, a net new million dollar line of business. It, it's something that you can check off at the company level, not at the patch level. And that's really been my passion is to take those things and grow them. And I think the alliances side of the house, as I, I got pulled into it almost inadvertently, is a great mix because I get to keep up on my technical side, my VMware aptitude, but I also get to really help move the needle for pure. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's only going to benefit you if you're actually using the technologies and playing around with them to really understand the implications of how the two companies work well together. You know, what are the synergies? What are the things that VMware are doing that we invest in and that we partner with them on to add sort of a one plus one equals three kind of solution experience? So I think that's great that you're still, you know, playing around with all your toys that you have there. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And, you know, I've, I've gotten the toys. I'm waiting on my pure array. So that that should be fun. Um, but, you know, just in general, right, like going into sales, people I got to interview kind of help build out some teams for different managers. When you get somebody that's been in the data center, right, you understand the value of what our solutions are to them. So it's not just about this cool new feature, this cool integration somewhere. When you talk about like not missing your kid's birthday party because you're changing out a drive or yep. making a 45 minute drive through storms at 2 a.m., like that's where you impact people that you almost never even think about unless you've been there. 
Yeah, it's really the human element. And you've definitely been there. I mean, I, I, I recall one of the most powerful conversations that I had with the database administrator at an event last year was, you know, when I asked him what the impact of them running, running a pure array and for their business was. And, you know, we talked about benefits around performance and, and simplicity and things like that. But then, you know, he kind of closed it with, you know, I also get six to eight weekends a year back with my family that I used to have to come in and do things, you know, all weekend long for Saturday and Sunday. And that was what really stood out for me. And that's, you know, those are the things that we love about, love hearing are, are kind of those human, you know, sort of impacts. And you as a, you know, as an engineer, <laughs> you know that firsthand, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, you take that in and, and you look at the value, right? And you look at the value per person, right? At, at the C-level, it's one, at the director level, it's another, but then you get to the guys that just, you know, get the pure box and, don't have to do the 10 or 20 operations that they're used to um, with other vendors. And it, it just makes their lives easier so they can move on and get their other things done. And I, I think that's really where, you know, me, like I, I came into this as like, here's like the best storage ever. And yet I never ran it, but colleagues and customers and everybody, they're like, yeah, we set it up. It works. Like I, I don't have to manage this thing for 40 hours a week. And I, I, I think that's one of the best parts, right? Is you're, you're almost not the main point of discussion because it's just so simple and it works. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, raises interesting you know, question. You're probably looking to go other places, right? I mean, you've been with us for, for just, you know, a few months now, a short period of time. But what was it that stood out about the opportunity here and, and the position that, that sort of elevated it above other things that you might have been considering? So I'll tell you, I, uh, I don't think a lot of people know this. This was actually my third time to apply at Pure. So oh, uh, third wow. time's a charm. Okay, uh, okay. It was, uh, it, it was just a, one of those things. I, I applied for an SE role a number of years back here in Houston um, and, and somebody didn't make a change in jobs. And so the position kind of evaporated out. Um, and then, you know, kind of over time, different things. I went into Rackspace, which absolutely awesome company and really got to, you know, move more into the business side. I got to learn from some great leaders over there and, and my boss. Um, but kind of coming over here, like getting to more of that, I, I want to say startup mentality, um, but just smaller company mentality, almost like VMware was when I joined in 2014. We've got a great, great product, right? We've got a great business, but we're kind of taking it into that phase two. And that's, that's my passion. That's where I'm at. And everybody I worked with at, you know, Wines at Rackspace that were, you know, my pure team, right, supported me. It was great. We got to do some really cool integrations together. Um, and uh, when I saw this role open up, it was just kind of one of those things that I knew it was going to be my next step. So, yeah, you know, Trevor Starnes lost me to, uh, to my new boss, Michael Sotnik. So we, we always have a good laugh about that one. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, and you mentioned Rackspace, too. I mean, that's another place where, you know, we, we've been doing a lot, um, you know, in, in the managed service provider um, place. What, what, do you, what do you see for managed service providers going forward? I mean, we're really in kind of this as-a-service area and companies are looking to, you know, to not have to acquire or operate as much hardware. Uh, MSP is one of the really interesting ways to go forward to doing that, and we're seeing growth with that. Um, was that kind of your experience at Rackspace that you saw 
Uh, yeah, so you know, going into Rackspace, I started there you know a few months after they got taken private um, by Apollo Management, and so you know really got to come in and see how are they pivoting and how would we pivot right into kind of this next generation service provider era, and you know you take a look at it and MSPs are really good about adding on value services. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, you know, part of it was being able to just, you know, run hardware in an OPEX model, right? You could run it from them and just get this monthly model. But the hyperscalers have kind of changed that. And so as people are looking for MSPs, right, rack spaces of the world, like it's all about that value add on top. And I think that's really important for our story because it's not about walking the hallways and looking for orange and green lights anymore on the hardware to do it on behalf of your customer, right? right? You want to rent them the equipment they need, but your whole, you know, your whole value is what you add on top. So doing things like with Pure, right, and Pure as a service, they're able to consume it with minimal management and really put their time into building solutions that support their customers. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the word service is right in there with managed service providers, right? So, I mean, it shouldn't be about worrying about a box or lights or, you know, things that should just be, you know, like a utility, right? I mean, it's, it's like getting electricity to your house. It's, all right, I want to run this database, this application, you know, can you, can you keep it on all the time? How much does it cost per, you know, unit of consumption? And, you know, let's go make it happen. Exactly. And that, that was great to kind of get to see that side of the industry, right? Because I, I came out of a lot of different verticals. I, I got to manage a lot of things. I was a, you know, the SE of all hats for quite a while, not just VMware. And then going into managed service provider space, it's really interesting on what customers come to you, like with their challenges, and really how you can address those with a turnkey service and the amount of different integrations, products, vendors that you can put together to really deliver those bulletproof solutions to the customers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of raises the next point that I want to get your input around just because of your, your interesting and varied background. Um, things are evolving, right? And, you know, we all use the term digital transformation perhaps too much, but related to that and kind of your survey of the landscape of, of what's going on out there, what are a couple of the two or three of the top things that, that you see enterprises kind of struggling with that they want to solve, um, you know, from a data management standpoint, but maybe just in general. So the, the last couple of years, I think we've had a pivot. I, I, I think the de facto answer here is a container strategy, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it, it's a cool word, everybody's looking at it, some people are playing with it, um, but it's still not at that full speed adoption yet. So I think you're, people are still trying to understand how they can, you know, build that into their existing processes, which applications go over and really get that full strategy around it. Um, that's, again, something that everybody's working on, but probably isn't the biggest needle mover. I think what you're really starting to see is customers wanting to get out of the data center, but at much more of that enterprise level. Um, people are just done managing hardware. It, yeah. It's not a business anymore, and the hyperscalers have kind of helped offset that. But as you're seeing, like, this next generation of hypervisors, right, like VMware Cloud on AWS, right, AWS is now offering essentially a data center in a box as a service. It's not yeah. a Lambda function. It, it's not one of these SaaS-type services. It's 
the, you know, if you will, older technology platforms that are, you know, prevalent across all of your consumers, but you're able to get that as a service and concentrate on your line of business applications. Google's there, you know, uh, Azure's there, Oracle's there, right? They're all now running VMware as a, essentially a service provider. And so I think what you're gonna see this shift go to is, a little bit of a pullback from trying to do the next super unique thing and just really monetize on services that companies are trying to get out of the business of when they're concentrating more on revenue. Yeah, and probably let some of that container adoption take place as well, because that seems to be really prevalent, as you mentioned, and, and you know, kind of how do you get from A to B or how do you, you know, really bring that into your IT environment and and it certainly connects right I mean it connects with with a lot of the integrations and and areas that that pure is investing in right now I mean when you look across what we do with with uh, with VMware you know who you look after what are some of the integrations that you're most excited about right now yeah so I just we do we, we're design partners on so many things I could talk about this all day long I know I know it's a rich topic right <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think from the container standpoint um you know we've been leading the the Vival race since day one and the way we integrate as a design partner with VMware all the way through really allows us to be the best storage platform for any sort of VMware environment, whether it's, you know, just a small, small type office, a, a large enterprise or somebody really looking at those next generation applications. And we're looking at some things now, right, uh, about really VMware's, you know, next big move is into this app modernization. They, they've been talking the Tanzu portfolio for a couple years now. Right. And seem to have really solidified on a direction. And if you look at where Pure plays in between PSO on, um, you know, FlashBlade, as we look at how our VVOL integration works with our Flash Array, um, we can really address this in a way that's consumable. Um, you know, we, we kind of go back to that topic of, you know, consumers are looking at their Kubernetes strategy, but they're not looking to jump all in overnight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, running pure behind your VMware environment allows you to kind of future-proof for your Kubernetes deployment. So one business unit needs it, there's zero change to the infrastructure management, right? They can run it side by side with their VMs get all the benefits of pure, all the benefits of VMware without any additional overhead and cost. And I think that's probably one of the coolest integrations we're doing right now. Yeah, and I think we're seeing a lot more of those aha moments by the folks that are actually trying to run these environments, you know, both with VVOLs and with PSO, right? I mean, it's not like it's a, it's not like a hidden secret, but when you read some of the, you know, some of the blogs that, that Cody and others will write, you know, the, and, and they, you know, they go back and re recap, you know, what some of the, some of the people that are trying to work with these technologies say like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore, or that made it really simple, or that made it easy. Uh, you kind of get the idea of why we're going in some of the directions with, with these technologies, with VVOLs, with Pure Service Orchestrator. It makes a lot of sense. So it's great to hear that you identify with those as, as being really critical going forward with VMware as well. Um, I had Cody on a, a few months back when, when VMware made some interesting announcements. You know, it was vSphere 7 and some things around um, VCF and, and SRM. Um, what was what was of interest to you in, in some of those announcements um, that, that you took away? 
So I will say, um, you know, VMware Cloud Foundation or VCF holds a special place in my heart. Um, I, I got to do a couple of the original deals while I was at VMware. And it's just been a really, really cool solution, right? To kind of take the entire stack of the SDDC and roll it into an automated platform. Um, so I, I think our VCF announcements, um, right, running VCF on FlashStack and really having, you know, true enterprise grade storage with Flash Array as principal storage behind a VCF workload domain, um, that, that's huge, right? Because you, you can take the platform, you can automate it end to end, but you're not bound to only a single selection, right? You can run VVols, you can run, you know, VMFS data stores on Pure, and then use all the ancillary pieces that we build in. Um, you know, we just announced Active DR, um, you know, a month or two ago, right? Here, right? Near-time mm -hmm. replication anywhere in the world, right? Almost a zero R RPO. And get in like the fact that it just comes with it. And I think that's the coolest thing is there's not a skew, there's not an add-on, like all of a sudden it's there. To, to me as a practitioner, that's really, really cool. So yeah. I think as we see that BCF story going, um, a lot of the integrations, you know, you, you're gonna probably hear about at VMworld. Um, a, a lot of those I think are gonna play really well into the pure and VMware story. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and you will get caught up on both ActiveDR and some of the other really great things that we announced back in June, we've published a three-part series just all around Purity Agile Data Services and all the, all the great things that were announced there, you know, highlighted by ActiveDR and highlighted by file services on Flash Array, but also, you know, just in general, the great things that we do. So uh, blatant plug for other Pure Report episodes that we have there. Hey, you mentioned VMworld. Um, and again, we can't really talk ahead about certain integrations. Our legal team doesn't like us to necessarily do that. But what, what do you see that event doing? And I know it's going to be virtual this year, like every event. But what, what, does that, what does that do in terms of excitement for Pure customers that are also VMware users and, you know, the chance for us to get some exposure in what's really become, you know, kind of a flagship event? Yeah, so VMworld, I never got to go till I was at VM, uh, VMware. So oh, no. I, okay. you know, I, I'm finally missing it a year, you know, missing yeah. it in person since I started there. And this is really, I think, the, the first largest, you know, online event um, this year due to COVID. And um, they, they just announced the structuring of it, right? So it's all virtual. Um, Pure is obviously a sponsor there. Uh, we've got a number of great sessions, um, a lot of things around Kubernetes, um, a few other integration pieces, VCF. Um, so definitely check out our sessions, right? There's, there's my shameless plug. But I think what you're really going to see is, is a Tanzu story driving, not just from a thought leadership side, but, but from a practitioner side. Um, VMware's kind of moved into this cadence of an announcement year one. And then year two, they really follow through with that kind of enterprise GA type release. And mm. as they've been acquiring companies one after another, it almost seems like weekly these days. A it lot does. of things are yeah. going around their, uh, their Tanzu portfolio. Well, it's going to be really interesting to see what they uh, deliver at that event. And, uh, Certainly, uh, we'll see how the large big box event goes on from a virtual standpoint. They definitely have had some time to learn from, uh, from some of the other ones that have gone on. 
Hey, um, really great to have you on the program and love your depth of knowledge. Um, anything else that you want to add in for folks about the VMware space and what you see coming, coming in the future or where they should go look for more info? Yes, absolutely. So anything that has to do with pure storage and VMware, right? It's purestorage.com slash VMware. We list all our integrations, right? From VCF to Kubernetes and everything in between. Um, so more than happy to jump on there. I'm dshubad at purestorage.com if you want to reach out to me. Otherwise, um, super easy. VMware at purestorage.com. That hits about a dozen of us and more than happy to answer any questions or get you connected with your account teams to address anything specific to your environment. But, uh, Rob, it's been great being on. Um, definitely look forward to doing this again with you at some point. And uh, yeah, listen for those VMworld announcements. Should have some really cool stuff coming yeah, out. Yeah, outstanding. Let's, let's touch base maybe in a, in a few months right after VMworld and kind of dissect um, everything that went on there and uh, get your inputs because I, I love your background. I, I love that you kind of have that uh, double-edged sword of, of, you know, the engineer that's done it and is still running it and then the business perspective. So um, really valuable to have you on here and get some exposure and in, in things that are going on between the two companies. And we will absolutely do it again. Um, so thanks folks for listening and thank you for telling a friend, a colleague again, if you want to find more info on VMware and what Pure do, go to purestorage.com slash VMware for all the good information. And with that, we will go ahead and wrap for Pure Storage and Donald Schubot. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.